Should we do a show, Paul? Sure. Okay. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about two spaceships coincidentally blowing up the same week that Interstellar is released are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Christopher Nolan? Sabotage! That's some advanced promotions going on there. <laughs> That's taking it a little far, don't you think, Chris? That's from the same promotions company that tried to kill Clinton when JFK came out. <laughs> like, we're going to stage an assassination, everyone will go see JFK. <laughs> you know, actually, I had to think for a minute. Did anyone actually try to kill No, they didn't. Clinton? Yeah, no, no one tried to kill him. No. It just feels like that somebody should have tried to kill a president <laughs> again since right. Reagan. We I'm not saying necessarily Clinton. It just feels like it should have been half tried again, right? Yeah, and the presidents get so vilified too. Like Obama is like responsible for Ebola, and like like he's just he's the what worst he needs man alive. Is a no, good assassination attempt. <laughs> Bolster his numbers a bit. <laughs> uh, Karen, your voice sounded a little. Yes, I went to Chicago, coldish. and this is what happens. Wow. Oh, oh, you got Ebola? Actually, cold. I down. got Ebola in Chicago. <laughs> I you know got a little Eileen Brennan. Ooh. With that. Mm, little, little Kathleen Turner. Was, oh, hold uh, on. No, no, you're not, it's not a full-blown Kathleen Turner. No, not unless I do it really it, it, low. I, I want to see how Kathleen Turner you are. Say, I'm V.I. Warshawski. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to see how Kathleen Turner... I'm just Turner, I'm not looking. I want to see how <laughs> Kathleen Turner... Of the Nile, Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Show us your cock. I want to see how Kathleen Turner... Evil. Show us your cock. <laughs> welcome to the movie showcast. Well, on Show Us Your Cock, I, I welcome you to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. We have to protect our phony baloney jobs, gentlemen. <laughs> You've re ground, reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show from us every week. Basically, search Google, Yahoo, or... Bing! Bing! And we come right up iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themovieguys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can, and if you do, still, no charge. Wow. Speaking of themovieguys.net, our indie reviewer Justin Bowler is at it again, giving an early review to a new film called Ira and Allison's Murder Mystery, and there'll be more reviews posted later this week. You can find our showcasts like the one you're listening to on a couple of internet radio stations as well, including WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 Eastern, and JonasMountRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 p.m., who, last I looked, also not charging. I'm your host for the hardest-working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius, Adam Witten, Karen Volpe. All show long, we are joined by another Second City alumni, a well we love dipping into. Mm -hmm. Also an actor and comic who has appeared on the likes of Punked and films like Miss Congeniality 2. Really? Also, uh, the other half of Delicious Moments, a two-person show with <laughs> former guest Ithamar Enriquez, Brian Shortall. Hey. hey, thanks for having me. Hey, no this problem, is, man. This is a thrill, honestly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, stick with us. We're going to have a Matthew McConaughey game, plus uh, Karen's birthdays, and as ever, our patented movie previews with two huge movies that will probably both have a big weekend at the box office as we kick off the holiday season. Interstellar, where Matthew McConaughey is trapped in a spaceship with Anne Hathaway. Talk about failure to launch. Zing! <laughs> and Big Hero 6. I haven't seen the first five, but from what I know about sequels, this will probably be the Diamonds Are Forever of the Big Hero series. A man in a kabuki mask attacked you with an army of miniature flying robots. Microbots? B-Max, tell them. Yes, officer. 
Microbots. Yeah, he was controlling them telepathically with a neurocranial transmitter. Has it got the score like from Birdman? Are they going the same sort of thing? Are they kind of jazzy? Yeah. <laughs> They're also doing it with one shot. Oh, now that's impressive. An animated movie with one shot. Yes. Very daring. Very daring. The rope of Disney films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, yeah. Rebecca Brzee, the girl I went to high school with. Got a job on Meet the Robinsons at Universal, uh, sorry, Walt Disney Studios years ago as a. a Animator, lo and behold, stuck with him, and next thing you know, she's holding an Oscar for Frozen. What? Oh, no, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's the one that you know, the one animated film, so it made the rounds to everyone who worked on it, and they got you know, got like the Stanley Cup, you know, and now yeah. she's a uh, she's working on Big Hero Six, so good for her. That's very cool. Shout out to awesome. Becky Brzee. We should get her on some Brzee. So we can ask her questions. Yeah, she was a. Uh, the daughter of the guy who owned the big uh, Stop talking. Store. Her husband. I already figured out how she got her job. Got oh, ha, ha, ha. Her husband uh, is part of the Brzee family. That's now, if it. you were in my hometown, you would That's know the Brzee. Uh, the, oh, the department the, store. It's like the Macy's. And then the Wilbers of the, of the, of the Wilbur Bank. Oh. Those are the two families you want to be a part of. Yeah. I was impressed. I thought she was a Brzee of the Dairy Queen Brzees. Oh, that would be good, nice. too. Oh, that's Brazier. Dairy Queen Brazier. I could yeah, never right. get off the Brazier. <laughs> the girls wouldn't let me. Clips or hooks? <laughs> Clips. Clips, yeah. Stuck on first with yeah. no signal yeah. to, to steal. Yeah. 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 Uh, but let's get to our first film, a very anticipated <laughs> sci-fi adventure from the director of Memento. Which was great. Yes, and Insomnia. Which was great. And Batman Begins. Which was fantastic. And Inception. Which was amazing. Oh, and The Dark Knight. Which was incredible. And The Prestige. Which one was that? <laughs> comes Interstellar. And here we go. <laughs> if you're a movie guy or gal, then you know that Interstellar is the latest release from Christopher Nolan, perhaps the greatest auteur working in cinema today, and are excited to see the next film in his directorial oeuvre. If you're everybody else, yeah, Matthew McConaughey in space. Yay! <laughs> Interstellar tells the pre-apocalyptic, or modern day, tale of an Earth where the ecosystem's more fragile than Anne Hathaway. In this sci-fi Earth, the environment is destroyed, weather's gone crazy, there are hurricanes and Ebola, and the president's black, and the Republicans won't do anything in Congress because what? the president's black. Sure, it doesn't sound like science fiction until you realize that in this movie, NASA has funding. <laughs> to find a new inhabitable planet to presumably also destroy, they build a ship that can, only that can only take two pilots. So if a planet is found that can sustain human life, we will most likely then send the entire population of Earth two at a time. Good luck getting on that list. Can you imagine the first batch of rich, connected, K-street, Dracar-smelling assholes that'll be the new pilgrims? I wouldn't be surprised if they named the new planet Orange County. <laughs> so let me get this straight. We figured out how to conduct interstellar travel, but can't quite figure out how to grow enough potatoes to feed everyone? Way to go, Monsanto. Actually, way to go, Richard Branson. Interstellar continues Christopher Nolan's streak of being a director that most people are still interested in. Now that's an elite league, as most directors are only intriguing for a couple movies before you realize, oh, I guess I just like Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Interstellar also continues 2014's McConaissance <laughs> that transformed Matthew McConaughey into one of the 21st century's most important talents. By the end of a year, he began as the guy from Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. <laughs> Up until Dallas Buyers Club, I think most people would agree that shooting he and Anne Hathaway into space would be a great idea. <laughs> McConaughey's character is a father with two children, a boy and a girl. But if we're led to believe, if what we're led to believe from the trailer is true, then he really doesn't care much for the boy. The trailer spends a lot of time showing McConaughey and his daughter <laughs> lamenting his decision to blast off for the, better, the betterment of mankind. But where is his son? 
Oh, that's right. Who cares? <laughs> In addition to Matthew McConaughey, the movie also features Casey Affleck, but you wouldn't know it from watching the trailer, which is a shame. And it also stars Topher Grace, but you wouldn't know that from watching the trailer either, which is okay. <laughs> First George Clooney and Sandra Bullock in Gravity, and now Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. We keep jettisoning all our best-looking best people into space. I mean, I guess if we're going to discover their life forms, it's best that their first introduction to the human race be someone really sexy. I would hate for E.T. to think our world is full of nothing but Steve Buscemi's and tan moms. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey becomes the sexiest man on two planets. Although with George Clooney still floating around out there somewhere, there's a good case to be made that he has the whole universe covered. There we go. <laughs> Technically already open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they did some Wednesday screenings. Yeah, I was Maybe gonna go last Tuesday. night. I didn't. Uh, I didn't end up going. But I, I... it's at the New Beverly all mm -hmm. week. No it's way. At, yeah, it's at the Interstellar. No well, too. this is a big thirty-five millimeter push, right? Uh, because for the first week, it's only showing in theaters that are showing film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sherman Oaks ArcLight uh, as well. Yeah. Night, is yeah. that an IMAX that's in film? That's I think good. it's only playing IMAXs that are showing film. IMAX. I don't know if it was. I, I know people that went to it last night, and it, well, I don't think it was IMAX actually. There. Yeah. Maybe no, I'm it's wrong. it's 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 all over the place. Yeah, yeah. you can watch it and you can watch it in digital. I think you can watch it in 35 millimeter regular projection. You can watch it in IMAX, and then digital IMAX. Like every format is out there, so you really got to watch what you're buying depending yeah. on what you want to see. Yeah. But hopefully, there's some the drama around the New Beverly. Didn't Quentin? Quentin Tarantino took yeah. over a so month ago. So people who aren't locals, the New Beverly is down on the corner of Beverly and Labre no, Beverly and and it's a it's a local theater that Quentin had. I think, correct me where I'm wrong, everyone else had a handshake deal with the people that ran the theater prior to this. He owned the building. Yeah, so that he, they wouldn't get kicked out, because yeah. otherwise it would be a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, so he owns the building, and then he had a deal with the, the people that ran the theater that he would he, he'd charge him a dollar or something, or maybe even free, except for the fact for two or three weeks out of the year, he gets to program whatever he wants, which is why Django Unchained ran endlessly for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then something happened. And, and he, he decided to actually fully he, take over. The owner, I think, passed away, actually. Oh, is that what it was? I think, well, I think. the owner passed away. The <laughs> yeah. son took over for yeah. si like six years, I think. And okay. then recently the controversy was that basically Tarant as soon as the owner put in a digital uh, projector. Ah. What is this crap? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Tarantino honestly was just like, oh, all right. That's that's my cue. That's I'm taking over. Yeah. Out of the pool. <laughs> first, I and mean, the first thing he did was jerk that uh, projector out of there. Yeah. Uh, so is that projector. is that why Interstellar's there? Probably right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so he can do Inter that. Will it be a good enough theater to see that movie in though? Because I love seeing anything in that theater. It's going to be really great because the popcorn's like two dollars. <laughs> there you go. Well, Admission is five. Popcorn's two. Yeah, right. Admission's <laughs> nothing. Over it's eight dollars. Yeah. Will it still be eight bucks? Eight dollars. Brand new release. Yeah. Well, ordinarily it's eight dollars for two movies at the New Beverly. So you're a little screwed uh, New Beverly yeah. style because it's. <laughs> Eight dollars for one movie, <laughs> but they can only charge you eight dollars because if you've sat in those seats, you realize there's no padding or cushion left in them. Now I'm curious. I haven't been back since Quentin took over. I, I they might have redone the whole That's thing. That's true. They, they might actually have might have come. They did close so. down for a while okay. to do that. Yeah, and I haven't seen the November schedule yet. But October, I mean, he was showing some crazy shit. Oh, it's great, and it's a lot of it's personal prints. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's an yeah. I did thing. hear that that yeah. he was taking so stuff exciting. from his own his own collection. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't believe people were critical of that. I I, I found everybody that was critical of that to be super stupid yeah because they would claim to be cineasts <laughs> that would say look i support you know keeping film around a 35 millimeter i just think this is a bad move i'm like how it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a guy saying i refuse to eat i i will eat 
a lack of profit to support 35 millimeter. Yeah, that's like the boldest stand possible. Right. And if you don't agree with it, go to one of the other billions yeah. of theaters. I believe AMC will take your <laughs> extra money. Yeah. Go enjoy it. Let's Be Cops. It's showing right down the street. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he's got Grindhouse Tuesday nights and Samurai movies. And he and showed some Steve, Steve McQueen Mc... double feature. He showed some Steve McQueen movie that's never been played in never LA been played. before. Oh, I know, right? Cool. I didn't Isn't that know crazy? That. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, James Garner movie, actually. So that's where you can see Interstellar this mm-hmm. week, and we're all going, right? I mean, we're going <laughs> Absolutely. to see Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's what? the... What? I, I don't, it doesn't have the draw for me. Karen, can you help me here? Karen wants I, to go. Well, you need <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. I just want to see Matthew McConaughey, but I, I do think it looks a little silly as a space movie. Not silly. I just don't see where the big... What What is so... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that's withheld from you. On sure, purpose. yeah, that's what I was okay. thinking. Nolan's a bit of a magician in that way. He's not going to give away everything. Now, I did just about. hear a review of this movie on the way to the show this evening on NPR. What did they say? Uh, they get or kind of earthy. It was no, seriously, it was three minutes of. Uh, uh-huh. You know oh, how NPR yeah. gets. My expectations are pretty low, which is why I think I'm excited to see it. If that makes sense, like well, it sounds I'm, like there's a lot I'm of trying not to. That probably helps. About it. Adam's yeah, doing yeah. that for Avengers. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going no. Uh, no updates. Because there's Avengers. a new clip. You yeah. haven't seen it, have nope. you? Right. That's probably not that's smart. That's smart. Done. Yeah. I'm done. Saw it all. <laughs> Saw everything I need to see before opening day. And yeah, that's a great thing. Interstellar, as you can tell, and he's got a lot of control over how his movies are marketed too. Yeah. That you could tell we're not seeing anything right. about Interstellar. Right. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden they're on a glacier planet, and that's all you see about them on another planet. Yeah. When you know the last hour and a half is them on a planet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, yeah. One of the things they revealed in this review is how how interstellar travel is made possible. Which, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Because have I said that enough, Karen? <laughs> well, they can. Well, they have. They have license to make up whatever they want, though. Really. Sure, of and, course. Yeah. The 2001 for me. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying anything that anybody that loves films. You like 2001? I can't. I'm going to go out on a limb. Now, what did you like? Now, hold about on it? a second. This, Stanley Kubrick had merit. But, uh, <laughs> this show's going to get a lot of hits. Oh, this is the one. But, but, I, but when I first saw, when I first saw that that, that this was going to be that type of movie, I thought. Well, what is he going to do? How is he going to blow me away yeah. more than Stanley Kubrick did in 2001, which to me is is sort of the high watermark. So, because I thought that then I said, "Well, I'm not even going to think about it. I'll yeah. go and see it. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get worked up about it." You know. Do you think do you think he can get as artsy as he wants? Or is he got to remain kind of true to some sort of, you know, I don't want to say Hollywood, but like, uh, you know, a, a general narrative and not get off into loopy shit like Kubrick did. Well, I think the 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 proper no- well, that's the thing. Kubrick actually, technically, two thousand one is a boring movie. Right. Technically, sure. <laughs> like, only like, if you watch it. Otherwise, <laughs> but only if you watch it. Talking about it. If great. you study it and everything, and then you watch it, well, then it's great. But <laughs> that's actually true. It is I, actually I, it true. Was never, it's a footnote movie. It was never so high on my list until I read the novel. Yeah. When, oh, and when yeah. I learned that he wrote it alongside with Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke, C. Clark, yeah. and then and the novel just explains things. Yeah. The movie's yeah. so obtuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but then the novel, the novel, when you read it, you're like, oh my god, why couldn't he have put the this whole on screen? The whole uh, monkeys to the monolith. Yeah. That is so much more well explained in the book. Totally. In the movie, you really have to figure it out. And I actually did read the book before I saw the movie, okay. so everything made a lot more sense. Sure. But you're, that's a very yeah. That's absolutely the. It's a, the It's case. like a different movie. Well, oh, you know, based on the 2001. 
uh, uh, comparison. I think we'll only know if Interstellar works if it syncs up to the second side of uh, Pink Floyd's Echoes. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Echoes, the second side of uh, Metal. <laughs> I just want to say there for a while, it sounded like we were listening to the movie Scholars. Uh, accidentally went into our other we channel. Get I'll get pretentious about this. I think Christopher Nolan is demanding that of us and, and all of his viewers. Well, the thing that I don't think he gets enough credit for, because people do like Christopher Nolan, but his storytelling, there's, there's moments, I mean, when you look at, if you analyze, like, say, Dark Knight on paper, the movie does not work Who at hasn't all, taken that right? time to do that? No. Okay. How'd the Joker get all those blah, blah, explosions blah, on the fair? Right? Yeah. But you see, and, and in conjunction with Hans Zimmer's score, how things are sort of sewn together as sequences. Like, he's so good at sequencing right, things. I think you're right, Again, we just Let's accidentally dial us up. went to the movie scholars. Hey, we know shit about movies. <laughs> but anyway. And I've heard there's a cute doggy. Are we back on track? Yes. <laughs> and Adam Sandler. I, I also want to say that I think it's good that um, they kept with the idea that women have short, butchy haircuts in space. Mm. That made me feel good. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you, uh, do, of course. No, no, not to speak in the future, dead. women will have short, butchy haircuts, I think right? they have to because otherwise they're trying to talk to people and their hair is doing this <laughs> yeah. floating yeah. in space. It's thing. actually practical. practical. Not to choice. speak ill of the dead, but remember when Sally Realistic Ride that way. when Sally Ride went up there? Yeah. Did I mean, she have a short butchy haircut? No, she had oh. like a little bit of really? well, She had Sigourney <laughs> Weaver hair, right? She looked like Pam Greer. Right. <laughs> I was like, that thing in a head, lady. Yeah. So. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver didn't have futuristic hair until Alien 3. Right. Now, in this reconnaissance, you have, you take issue with ben, ben, uh, who, one of uh, one performance. Actually, I think I stole that from someone. Oh, someone that's, said the, that. that's the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all Doug over. Benson probably said that. <laughs> I think I it was probably like Us magazine or something. I still, <laughs> I still uh, a couple lines from Doug Benson, but I will hear our jokes one week later sometimes on Doug Benson. Same observation. Mm, like, obviously, yeah. he's not. Oh, that moved, means the thought is out in the world, and you grab <laughs> I know, right? of it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't talk. No, the reconnaissance, <laughs> my, my little tiny issue... Is that that scene in uh, Wolf of Wall Street is stupid. That's all. I, I think he, he was doing all this great work around that time, and suddenly he wasn't this jackass from, like, failure to launch and stuff. And so everybody, and he is a good actor. Uh, uh, and, and just ask him if you don't believe it. Uh, but, you know, so there, but there, were, there was a Dallas Buyers Club, and then there was a True Detective, and yeah. I think there was something else to it at that uh, time. There was Mike. Yeah. And mud, mud, yeah, magic mud. Mike. mud, yeah, yeah. mud Mike. and magic Mike kind of, yeah, 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 came out of his pretty boy thing, but made a good serious you know, Soderbergh movie out of that. And then, so in the middle of that, there's this also this appearance in this other movie that's nominated for Oscars. It's Martin Scorsese, and he's just beating on his chest. And what I the loved fuck it. is this? <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Did you? Now, what yeah. did it do for you? I loved it because it just it made I felt inspired by it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an unconventional choice. I'll give. I also that. liked it was like. <sighs> I have a feeling there was like there were lunatics like that though in the eighties. Yeah, all I think up it, all coked like, up. Yeah. To me, I think that's what it was: is to see somebody working, functioning in everyday society who's really successful, that is on some sort of crazy drug yeah, trip, right. yeah. and like socially, so socially weird, yeah. and like because other people want to make money, they put up with it and they yeah. let it be okay. I do wonder that what happened to his character. Me. Do you never see him like? Yeah. You see the, you know, uh, well, that's the, the other Dukes, thing. you know, the line. He just shows up, does that stupid <laughs> thing, and then that's right? it. Yeah. When <laughs> it crashes, you follow. That's the one scene, right? I think so. Is that right? It, it crashes, and you follow DiCaprio, and I'd love to see, yeah, if this guy made it out. Right? I don't know. Maybe he also just showed up on set and said, I'm Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you put him into makeup, and he's still doing it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get me on a camera. How's this sound? How's this sound? I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, to do it this exactly. way. But, Karen, you just described 
everyone in Los Angeles. I was like, thinking, like, weird and on drugs being weird on the Weird and on drugs and socially awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we live? I was thinking the same thing, Lee, and, you're, and, and what the other part of what you said is like, no one wants to, everyone wants to be like, okay, yeah, all right, okay. I will go See, along with it. I've always yeah, said that do. about LA. I've always said about LA is that the thing about Los Angeles is that you crazy just shows up right so you never know when you're talking to yeah. crazy like when in in cleveland and chicago you can see crazy across the street sure and crazy's coming your way yeah in la you might be talking to somebody for three or four minutes and they go oh oh, oh you're yeah. nuts oh you're nuts <laughs> totally I, the reason i didn't know you were nuts is that you drove up in a bmw and you own the building i live in so oh okay I, i'm with you now go ahead <laughs> my apologies yeah you're crazy. you're crazy i got it that's the other thing too in la you're like oh you're nuts wait should i kiss his ass or should i walk away because he's nuts <laughs> he's probably got a show on somewhere. <laughs> he's making sense, but he's not wearing pants and eating beef jerky and talking about the moon. I mean, what the fuck? He's the oh, producer he's the, of what? Yeah. <laughs> he's the producer. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. <laughs> what the guy be? Oh, it's the guy that directed Neverland. Right <laughs> well, if you heard this trailer for uh, for Interstellar, it sounds like Matthew McConaughey is pontificating again. He do that. Seems to be his thing from time to time, occasionally in his more prestigious film and TV projects, and recently in a series of Lincoln car commercials. In fact, he brings such importance to these commercials. I defy you to tell the difference between the car ads and his film and TV appearances. And I'm going to challenge you to that in America's newest family fun game, McConaughey Roll or Lincoln Commercial. You came on the right night, Brian. Excited. And you are one of our contestants, Brian. All right. And I think you all know how the game is played. Sure. I'll play a McConaughey clip, and you tell me <laughs> if, if it's from a film or TV role of his, or from the seemingly scriptless string of car commercials for Lincoln featuring the abs of Steel Oscar winner. <laughs> Contestant number one, tell us your name and favorite movie of all time. Hi, Paul. I'm Dave Herberlin, and my favorite movie is Journey to the Mysterious Island. All right, Dave, name that clip. That's a big bull. I think that's old Cyrus. 1,800 pounds and do whatever the heck I want. Uh, actually, Paul, I, I, I drive that car. That's a car clip, absolutely. Absolutely. Well hey. done, correct. Thank that you. was kind of easy, actually. You had yeah, the air yeah. of pretension about it. <laughs> uh, contestant number two, give us your name and favorite movie of all time. Hi there. I am Vanessa Whitney. My favorite movie <laughs> is that Jack, uh, Jake and Elwood sequel. Oh, we won't. We don't talk that. about it. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. Now, Vanessa, name that clip. All right. We've always defined ourselves by the ability to overcome the impossible. <laughs> okay, well, he's overcoming the impossible, so that has to be from Interstellar. Oh, wow. sorry, that is incorrect. But sorry, like it, Vanessa. It's impossible to it, go to space. It sounds that way, right? But if we keep playing the clip, you'll see it's another uh, of the Lincoln car commercials. Ah. We've always defined ourselves by the ability to overcome the impossible. Lincoln Continental. <laughs> Classic beauty. Oh, the well, there you no, go. Had you played it. Obviously. <laughs> All right. It's clear to me now. Thank you. <laughs> all right, now contestant number three, your name and favorite movie of all time, please. Hi, I'm Dave Rizowski. <laughs> favorite movie of all time is Lee Daniels, The Butler. <laughs> Welcome, Dave. Now the question remains, what is this clip? You got to get together. Tell yourself stories that violate every law of the universe. Just to get through the goddamn day. Now. What's that say about your reality, Marty? Mm. Oh man, that just reeks of big time preaching, uh, big big theme preaching rather, and, and the likes of which you'll only find on 
True Detective. Hmm. Oh, oh so really? close, Dave Rosowski. As that show uh, does oh. feature Matthew McConaughey, but it is, in fact, another Lincoln spot. Got it. All right, let's it. play it a little further here and see how it sounds. You got to get together. Tell yourself stories that violate every law of the universe. Just to get through the goddamn day. What's that say about your reality, Marty? Lincoln Continental, a standard by which luxury cars are judged. Oh, now I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be on me. I didn't play yeah. the clip long enough. For you. Yeah. Well, that would be a giveaway. Yeah. It's no fun if you do that. Uh, now, we approach our final uh, contestant with only Dave Herbal in answering correctly so far. Yeah. Can our final contestant tie the game? What's your name and your favorite movie? Hi, Paul. I'm Stephen Lewis, and my favorite movie is The Dark Knight Rises. All right, Stephen, to tie McConaughey roll or Lincoln spot. The law says that you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. <laughs> and I don't see a cop inside. Oh, man. That, you know, that sounds a lot like Magic Mike, uh, the Channing Tatum drama from director Steven Soderbergh. But I think I'm going to go Lincoln commercial. Oh, that's yes! correct. Well done. All right. Let's play the whole clip for our listeners. The law says that you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. <laughs> And I don't see a cop inside. Lincoln, what a luxury car should be. That makes sense because he's outrunning the law. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. And that moves you to the final round. Oh, nice. Awesome. All right, here you'll go head-to-head -head with Dave Herbalin. I'll play a clip. Now, the first one to correctly chime in as to what this is. All right, so it's just a race against time. First one to chime in, wins the whole game, and gets a year's supply of Jordan Belfort seminars. <laughs> Steven, David, hands on buzzers, please. Paul, could we call this the lightning round? You could. Okay. <laughs> All right, name this clip. McConaughey roll or Lincoln commercial? When I was like 13, my mom got remarried to my stepfather, who was a, a traveling salesman. He got transferred up here to San Francisco, so, you know, we all know. came right. along. Um, I don't think nothing? either. Yeah. That was Ed TV. What? Nothing. Okay. Oh, well, oh, never mind. Here's, okay. here's another one. If we don't go after that treasure, see it. it's going to launch the rest of our lives, and you know it. You really think I'd lie about this? What? I, I know I haven't seen mm -hmm. either. That's nothing. <laughs> Fool's Gold? That's a commercial? Fool's Gold. No, it was a movie. All oh. right, all right. One more. Hmm. Name that clip. Okay. He only has 20 to 30 minutes left of flight time. These walls... They're two feet thick with a double steel coating, so there's no way his bullets can get to us. You should sit tight and wait him out. I don't know. I oh. can't. Sahara! Oh! The big adventure movie he's with... The, what? That's a movie? Star okay, let's, enough of that. Well, what, let's try one also. last one. Now look, I could tell you that half of it went to an aerial photo expert. He's going to blow the state's case by showing that the DEA violated the airspace oh, over this, Harold's yeah, farm by flying this, too low. Really? I could also Nothing tell you that here. I got to fly that did, guy. Did he sell other products? Because I can't tell. Yeah, what's he selling here? Hope? Kind of freedom? You don't need I can't. Aftershave, I think. All you need to know is that we Does have he have a cologne? I think he has a cologne. That's what this is. That's the Lincoln lawyer. You could have just said Lincoln. And been wrong and been right. No, that's Look, true. Paul, he, he only got good like last year, man. So come on. Give all right, how about this? For all, Selling Lincolns for a while. For all the marbles. Germany, they got this dextran sulfate. All right, and they got this DDC in France. Supposed to keep the healthy cells you got from getting the HIV. Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club. Club. No! Uh, what? Lincoln car commercial. Oh. Germany, they got this dextran sulfate. I got this DDC in France, supposed to keep the healthy cells you got from getting the HIV. Lincoln. 
Once again, we have no winners. I felt like buying a car halfway through that dextrosulfate. Oh, we play this every week. Yeah. You know what? I feel like a winner because I wrote down the names of those four movies. Um, and when, <laughs> I don't feel very good right now, but I think if I watch those four Matthew McConaughey movies, Ed TV, <laughs> Fool's Gold Sahara, and The Lincoln Lawyer, I'll feel a lot better. You feel better. Don't do that to yourself. You already have a sinus infection. The catalog of McConaughey films just can't stay in the minds of our contestants. So... Join us next week as we play season one of 24 or Allstate commercial. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> the McCatalog? McCatalog. <laughs> I'm totally going to McCab my, all my words now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, McConaughey. I want a McConaughey. He just has such a, an upbeat energy to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm just chilling out uh, here. Uh, <laughs> I want to be more like that. I'm too hyper. I want to be more like McConaughey. McConaughey. He could start a religion real easy. Don't uh, you oh, my know? God. If he did. Oh, sure. L. Ron Hubbard all if over If he again. did, like, relaxation tapes, <gasps> I would be psyched. Like you lie down. Now. Lie down. <laughs> now relax your eyes. Your eyes are getting all sleepy. Right. He doesn't even have to say words. It's, all I hear is, ah. <laughs> uh, exactly. And meditation I would, tones I would are totally in the. I totally meditate to him. Just a southern, just, a southern. The, uh. You just start to relax. Like, when you hear the sound of McConaughey exhaling, <laughs> you will slowly fall asleep. Will fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a setting on my sleep machine. Yeah. He's pink wave, noise. He's, no, he's it's waves, uh, uh, rainforest, and Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey noise. McConaughey noise. <laughs> <laughs> Makana sleep. Makana tones. All right. <laughs> Our next film. You're going to get sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Oh. <laughs> Matt in the Makana tones. Count the stars. <laughs> Our next film is Big Hero 6. By the way, before you go on yes. Big Hero 6, I just Uh-oh. wanted to point out one thing before we went into Did that. Did I bit. say Monsanto? No, 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 no. Monsanto. This is, this is just funny because we have a little discussion notes uh, after our little uh, joke bits before we get into the sketch. Things we could talk about. Things we could talk about. The very first one are discussion. <laughs> is 12 light years listening to Anne Hathaway? <laughs> Moving on, move on. To Did that. we not see the Oscars? Am I the only one who saw the Oscars? That was good. That was three, uh, three unbearable hours. <laughs> All right, uh, Big Hero 6, the story of a piece of forgotten technology, mm. one that failed to find its niche in modern society when it was first created and thus never realized its full potential until one day a young boy discovers Betamax, <laughs> a videotape made by his older brother that thrusts him into a world of unimaginable adventure. Uh, Paul, sorry, but you got that wrong. There's a robot in the film whose name is Baymax, not Betamax. Oh. And the videotape the young boy discovers is about his older brother's robotic experiments with Baymax. Oh. And not Deep Throat. Right. No. <laughs> well. Not this time. I think most of what I said still applies, doesn't it? <laughs> Actually, it does. Carry on. Here we go! Big Hero 6 is the latest animation offering from Walt Disney Studios and is set in the city of San Francisco, a mythical hybrid of San Francisco and Tokyo that has made incredible futuristic advancements in unaffordable (laughs) two-bedroom apartments. This place is fictional? Have you been to San Francisco lately? It's more like Tokyo with a little San Francisco. Big Hero 6 tells the story of a young boy named Hiro Hamada, whose Asian name, yet Caucasian appearance, makes it likely that he too was also the result of a Tokyo-San Francisco merger in his parents' bedroom. When Hiro's brother, an inventor, passes away, Hiro discovers the robot creation of the brother he lost, 
Baymax. Baymax is an artificial intelligence with an inflatable balloon-like body that will soon be you will soon be posing with at Disneyland for photos. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. In an apparent tie-in with Troma Films, Hero discovers a plot by the villain Mr. Kabuki. Ooh. That is not only nefarious, but based on the name Mr. Kabuki, I assume he's also tedious and doesn't translate well to Americans. <laughs> Here is a synopsis straight from the Big Hero 6 website. When a devastating event befalls the city of San Francisco, what is that? That's it. All right. <laughs> it catapults Hero into the midst of danger. And so he turns to Baymax and his close friends to uncover the mystery. Oh, so that's what the movie's about? Hey, spoiler alert. An event, danger, <laughs> and a mystery? Why don't you just tell me that Rosebud is the slider? Oh, what? Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Too soon. Oh. I never saw Naked Gun. Was Rosebud? <laughs> <laughs> to defeat Kabuki, Hero must transform Baymax and several of his friends into superheroes, which I will now name, along with some Yankee Candle fragrances and some names I've made up. Go-Go, Wasabi, Honey Lemon, Autumn Lodge, Bunny Cake, Cozy sweater, first blowjob, oh, yeah, pumpkin was. balls, and lavender thighs. Big Hero 6 is a name given to Hero and his five friends, not the robot. The robot is called Paymax, and Hero is both the name of the lead character and an English word that means a man of noble character, but it's spelled differently. It's a little confusing, I know. It's kind of like the donut shop Super Donut Number 1. <laughs> The shop is called Super Donut Number One. There's not a number one donut. I mean, you can buy just one donut, but not a number one donut. Paul, could you help me out a little here? Okay, well, let's just say what they say. Big Hero uh -huh. Six is a Disney movie from the makers of Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, and Frozen. And like all Disney movies, one of its main purposes is to promote future Disney movies that will soon be brought to you by the makers and producers of Big Hero Six. Now, Big Hero 6 actually comes from a Marvel comic book, and it's the first animated offering from Disney since their purchase of Marvel. But before any critics can decry the state of cinema because a production company would have the audacity to put out four movies in a single calendar year, oh. I have to once again ask if those critics have seen what movies come out that aren't superhero movies. Right? Aces? All of those? How great was The Expendables 3? Still going on about Vampire Academy, are you? All done praising Pompeii? Can we talk about something else? One of the big differences between the comic and this movie is the absence of superheroes Sunfire and Silver Samurai, uh. who are mutants and therefore owned by 20th Century Fox, and who will appear with fellow mutants Morrow, Baggett, and Skin in 2019's X-Men, Everybody Else. There you go. Karen, getting through it. Thank you. I give you a lot of talking today when talking's not your strong point. <laughs> give her a paragraph. I know. <laughs> uh, give her one of my paragraphs I've written. I'm sorry, Karen. That's all right. I, I didn't even know what that last thing meant until I finished reading it. I went, oh, I get that. Um, so Scott Adsit is the voice of who in yeah. this? I want to lead with that. Uh, he's Baymax. Yeah. He I love is that. Really? Give Isn't Scott that awesome. I didn't know that. Now, now for full disclosure for anybody listening in the audience, Scott Adsit was a Second City was on Second City main stage when a lot of us were in Chicago. He is the greatest. Incredibly talented. Yeah. Super funny. One of the greatest improvisers of all time. And for a very brief period after he left Chicago, a super shame that he wasn't known. 
Like he, yeah. he couldn't yeah. get commercials, and yeah. every once in a while you'd see him pop up in like a Circle K commercial or something. It was the very final scene of the terminal, and I was like, there he is! Yeah, and I, I yeah. remember and that. And it was just <laughs> like exciting. Oh, it was just like, oh my God, this super talented guy yeah. can't get work. And now he's like this huge Disney character, which is super that's justified. He's so cool. <laughs> now he's forever, right? Yeah, he's, right. That's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. he's Absolutely. the guy. That's well, not awesome. to be obvious about it, but just to point out that he was on 30 Rock. I mean, that's well, yes, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, well that yeah, eventually hit for him. But Adam's story is interesting because Scott adds it was one of the first uh, personalities of Second City that I kind of recognized, meaning I went and visited Adam in Chicago. Yeah, we you went saw to, him on stage, right? We saw him on stage, and he was clearly far and away the best on stage. And then, coincidentally, I went back to Los Angeles, and like a month later, I saw him in a Ralph's down oh, wow. on Wilshire Boulevard on the corner of Wilshire and, uh, like... Uh, Something. Uh, Hauser. Corner of Wilshire and Hauser. That right there. One of those that in the Ralph's? audience. That's yes. A go screen. Google that it. That rocks. No, this does matter. That's a creepy rock. Yes. Everyone. And, and, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I actually know who Bing this guy Mets. is. He was like yeah. my first celebrity sighting. And this was before he was even a celebrity. Wor- working in LA. I yeah. just knew him from Chicago. I felt yeah. the same way, actually, when I first moved out here. He was a celebrity to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, where totally. I was like, oh my God. And he, uh, we actually played on the same team when I moved out here uh, at I.O. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And, and so I was just every night so excited to be on the same stage. <laughs> totally, right? And, and meanwhile, you know, walking down the street at that point, he hadn't done 30 Rock. I'm sure, you know, no yeah. one knows him from Adam, but I was like, ha, ha, this is... It was like, he, if you put like, you know, someone who likes Al Pacino next to Al Pacino. Yeah. Sorry, Al. No, I, I like Al Pacino. He's fine, too. But it was a it was a thrill to to, to He is the best him. improviser I've ever seen. Yeah, he's just Is fantastic. he for you? For you? Oh, uh, yeah. I, certainly yeah. in the top three. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never really sat down and gone on a list. But, I mean, he's just one of those guys that um, when, I, when I played the show with him, uh, you would just breathe easier. Yeah, he right? Was just because you're like, oh, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, that's a sign a, you know of a I mean? really good improviser. Yeah, where you you're just like, it doesn't matter because he's here. It, the scene's going to be fine. It'll work. Yeah. 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 It's just He's just brilliant. Yep, that's, yeah. that's a very sentiment I What I liked about him is... Him. At, I'd love to perform with him. I'm kind of oh, jealous. Yeah, uh, at, at Second City, whenever he would be doing the sketch show, they, that was all rehearsed, so they had a pacing and they were able to pace it, but when they would do the improv set afterwards, it was fun to watch his hair because it yeah. would start very calm and brushed back. But as he got crazier and crazier and these things were asked of him, his hair would start to stick out like cones on either side. <laughs> and Because he had this crazy like thin hair, but it was curly, and it would just stick out when he started sweating. And he kind of started to cake on a whole different personality. I he love used that. it to his advantage. Totally <laughs> yeah, did. He would yeah, even yeah. pull it out. Yeah, it was so absolutely. funny. So kids, know who you're getting with this voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great and good for lucky. him because th- this is his retirement. This is going to pay him for the next 60 years, this movie, right? Yeah, because they're going to do, I mean, this is going to be huge because it looks like they did a really good job on it. Oh, yeah. It looks really really good. good. I once heard about Scott Adsit. It was just like myth. Um, Scott Adsit is the kind of guy that only buys a car with cash. (laughs) <laughs> now he I does I don't even know what funny? that means but I like that I like it when he was in Chicago I remember someone was like oh yeah Scott Adsit he didn't have a car for a long time he insisted on buying one with cash there's no checking account interesting oh, I love that. that's cool and T.J. Miller of course uh, who you always say is unfair to other people in an animated movie because he's already a cartoon. He's already a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And boy, he's got the best voice for these things. You hear his voice show up, and he, he's in uh, uh, Legend of the Dragon. The How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your. Yeah, <laughs> it's got such a distinguished. I, I I I have trouble with the voices sometimes when I'm watching animated movies. Like, yeah. I'll look at the and I'll be like, "That's who that was." Yeah. But with TJ, as soon as when I watched the trailer, I was like, "Oh, TJ Miller." I know, like, right? It's just I, so yeah. like unique of a yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's, in he's that perfect. in that dragon franchise, he's no, no, I'm. 
Crank or whatever their crazy names are. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, nope, it's TJ. <laughs> TJ being funny. Your lavender thighs. <laughs> yeah. I like Autumn Lodge. <laughs> no, we, that's I, a real that, one. Yeah, that's a real that's one. That's a real one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this brother leaves, uh, and we talked about this briefly, but we can get into it again. This brother leaves <clears throat> a robot for this young kid. Yeah, he had invented a robot, and then he died, I guess. Yeah. Got like killed they, somehow. They now, wouldn't you want your brother just to leave you a sex doll? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> In all fairness, he, was meant for. he is oh, inflatable. I think, all right. I think clearly that's but what I, he was going for. But, I mean, you've seen the girl there, the Big Hero 6. That is those, not the proportions you want, Some honey. of those Asians do... D- right. Dudes ch- uh, dig chunky dig lovers. Chunky man. I think we've reached something here because I think you're getting to like, why wouldn't that technology have made that kid a millionaire and unkillable or whatever? I don't mm. know. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that or my brother left me baseball cards. Yeah. It was one of those two things I want to make a point about. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He invented some AI technology that uh, was amazing and uh, keeps his little brother company after he dies because everybody's uh, parents and relatives die in these movies now. Guardians of the Galaxy begins to die. Everybody's got to die. Everybody. Well, Disney's got a history of it. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of single oh, man, parents in Disney's yeah. history. Kids, it's, it's time to deal with some stuff. Yeah. In the Disney dark. movie. <laughs> we really yeah. look at it. Yeah. That's you never hear Belle talking to her crazy dad in Beauty and the Beast. Where's mom? They just don't bring it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, enough of that. Let's spend some quality time with our special guest, as uh, this week we're joined by uh, an actor and comic who has appeared on the likes of Key and Peel and How I Met Your Mother, Brian Shortall, nice. once again. hey And I <laughs> lead the applause to get some quality Shortall time. Oh, so. wow. That sounded, that, I like that applause. I have that follow me around. <laughs> Just put it in my ear. It's in my earbuds. <laughs> yeah. I'm driving. So Brian, uh, what did we? Say? You were in Miss King Genial. I didn't know this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 critically uh, acclaimed Miss Congeniality too. We may have been nominated. I have to go back and look if we're nominated for an Oscar. Uh, yeah, no, the sequel. <laughs> the sequel. Uh, yeah, to the to Miss Congeniality too. It was that uh, was fun. It was. I mean, it was. It's a spoiler alert. It's a horrible. Movie. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, but you got to see yourself in a movie theater. That's pretty yeah, it was cool. awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I say it's a horrible movie. It's actually it's a it's an innocuous movie. It's it's it was fun to do and and uh, we did see it. I don't. I think we saw it at the opening actually um, at uh, the Man's Chinese well, formerly Man's Chinese Theater there. Yeah, the TCL. Yeah, I had, uh, just moved here at the at that time and uh, went and saw it. And it was it was a thrill. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. It was cool. I did seven weeks on it. Oh wow! Um, Do you have a, a pretty decent sized part? Pretty, pretty good size, like in the like the go see this second now. half of the movie. I don't know. If you, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'll over. Look, I have seen the movie, so I'm just gonna rewatch oh, it. Oh, well, there you go. So I Resident love Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I'm that's a fan. that was she's was the best. She Great. really, really. I had no idea how to do anything. That was my first big role uh-huh. in something, and she was. Uh, Exactly what you would want her to be, which is just she just seemed like a regular person. That's no, really no, fun. no offense though, Super but Karen fun. did mention cool. that she's going to rewatch it and look for you. <laughs> yeah, because I was so busy <laughs> looking at clearly Sandra memorable. <laughs> you weren't clearly quite jumping off the screen to be star making performance. No, I'm the, I'm an FBI agent that comes in about halfway through the movie that ch- is trying to chase her out of Vegas. Oh. so I mean, it's really you're not it's not it's not a Get star out of Vegas lady. Yeah, it, it's honestly almost one of my lines. Like, <laughs> t- I Vegas, think I say you. time for the circus to leave town. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
have several lines actually, but like that is one of mine where I'm like at the airport, I track her, and I'm like, time for the circus to leave. I'm like, I'm like, oh the, my god, like this is Las Vegas. We have standards here. I'm. It's like Treat Williams ah! is my superior. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now and that's a good celebrity. That's a really. He I like was, that. He was super fun. Uh, I got to do a scene with. Uh, it got cut, but I got to do a scene with. Um, the hell's his name? Spock? Uh, not Spock. Excuse me. Captain Kirk. Why is his name? Shatner. 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 William right. He Shatner. ran the, uh, the 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 beauty pageant. The beauty pageant. Yeah. 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 I we did a scene right. at Treasure Island where it's still in the movie where I jump in with this other agent to save him because he's in the water, and then we shot a scene down in the water with us like saving him. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be the best thing in the world. And then they cut that scene. Uh. Uh, but we run up to, <laughs> with, like to the uh, to the Treasure Island uh, lagoon and like. And jump in and, and save him. I worked on a uh, reality. Hair stayed on? Was that his hair? Yeah, yeah. His hair is on pretty tight. That, that, that <laughs> yeah. hair ain't coming off. For those scenes, they'd staple it right on there. Uh, do you know that tape of him? This is a true story. You know that tape of him mispronouncing something? I don't know. Sabotage. 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 Yeah. yeah. I swear to God, it's a true story. I'm not making this up. Uh, I was not. I think I, w- actually, I want to say I wasn't aware, but I think I was aware of that that story and i'm a little bit of a provoker and so uh, <laughs> so i didn't bring that up but we're in the makeup trailer this is absolutely true i've been working for a few days with him and he said as he was talking to his uh, makeup guy he goes ah, my, my my circadian rhythm is all off and circadian. i go yeah and i go oh i gotta do it <laughs> <laughs> did you have the balls to do yeah circadian i was young and dumb how I go, did that go i go it's a, it's a circadian rhythm and he goes Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for. I was oh, like, I'm gonna get wonderful. chewed out by William Shatner. Yeah. Well, that would be amazing. Uh, I was so right? excited because I was. Just, I, I wouldn't do it today, but I was like, I gotta do it. Yeah. You yeah. say security, and I say security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was just trying to be cool about it. Like, oh, I guess this guy's all right. He's getting makeup on. Apparently, he's in the movie. Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Get a little more respect for him <laughs> yeah. than the audio engineer at the uh, the other thing. Yeah, exactly. That's well, let's so get on awesome. with Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> with Sandra Baluk. <laughs> Baloch. Call him Baloch. Oh, funny. Yeah. I, I edited some reality pilot with uh, Shatner in it. Uh-huh. And just a small little thing that they kind of interviewed him for this or that. And it was so funny. He's telling the story and he is just, he really is Shatner like oh, yeah. all day long. Yeah. And so he's like, he's like, uh, all day. <laughs> what must that be like? <laughs> and, and, and it's so glimpse. funny. He, he told he told this uh, story about something that had gotten stolen from his house and he goes, <gasps> and he goes, uh, he goes, it was some sort of um, skullduggery, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> they call it skullduggery. And he goes, he goes, we didn't know what was happening. Mystery. Like, he just, like, he, like, he, he, like, he eats it all up, like, those moments. He and Walken are the real, they're who they, they really are. are all day long. <laughs> Goof on them both, but that's who they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he also told the director when they were done shooting, which I thought was particularly Shatner. He goes, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we are. That's it. That's a wrap on me. <laughs> I've heard that's particularly Shatner as well. That's pretty great. So if it's not Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. <laughs> Brian, what is your favorite I movie of all time? Oh. oh yeah, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> Probably. It's, God bless I'm you. excited that I know somebody was in it now. I'm, I'm happy every, every so often when I still get a check from it because I've forgotten about it. I'm like, oh. That's right. <laughs> Someone's watching this. Oh, that's all awesome. I'm so excited. Oh, cool. So what's your great. favorite movie ever? My favorite movie ever is Annie Hall. Oh. That's my favorite movie. I'm a I am I I'm the biggest Woody Allen fan I know. Um yeah, I I it, to this day for 30 to, plus years. To this day. Wow. I didn't get into Woody Allen until uh Woody Allen until college. Um and it was just one of those mo- that was the first one of his I'd seen. Someone's like 
I need to check this movie out because it actually appeared on um, a, the the Walken. Speaking of Walken, quote appeared on a record. Uh, they used it as a sample into a song. He's like a suicidal kid that he oh, right. Yeah, he's, walking, he's just right. insane. He uh, yeah. he, <laughs> he just talks about driving uh, into headlights at night. And he's like, sometimes I just see myself driving into headlights that are on the other side of the road or something, you know. <laughs> and he just gives this long speech about how he fantasizes about that, and it just cuts to Woody, and he goes. Great. So I'm due back on planet Earth. <laughs> but anyway, I watched that not knowing who Woody Allen really even was. I mean, I just kind of like and, and then watched that and sort of just that that for me kind of changed movies. And now, what you could do. Big question. Yeah. You watch Annie Hall. Yeah. You go, this is a great movie. Uh-huh. You then move on to uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors or do you then go back to Bananas? I went back. <laughs> I went back. I went back oh, okay. to Love and Death. I went, ah, I went to a, the early funny ones. That's my favorite funny one, I think. The, that's my favorite funny yeah. one, too. Uh, just because it literally every line of Love and Death is a setup and a punchline. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think there's any, like, fat in the movie. <laughs> no, I Like, whether or not you, you like Woody Allen, you have to just give him props for being like, he held 85 minutes of just set up, knocked out. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck? I don't know. In some, in some Catskill stuff, you can curse. You can curse. <laughs> okay. How, we, how the I think fuck? we talked about this movie with <laughs> Shuli when she was here, perhaps. Shuli Cowan? But, uh, yeah. Sleeper was my introduction yeah, to Woody man. Allen. That's a crazy And so one. there's so much slapstick in that. As a young kid, I was like, ah, that's the greatest. So then I was on board for whatever yeah, he was doing after that. Yeah, and, and it's just, it, I don't know what it is, honestly. I just think it's, there's a, there's there's something in all of his movies, because he hits the same themes over and over. Yeah, uh, that is a fascinating thing about him. Yeah, is that he's been doing it for like 50 years and just doing this, the, the, and I mean this in a good way, is like is working something out in those themes yeah. that I find interesting and, and uh, compelling. I, I had a great time. Uh, I worked in a video store, and we had every Woody Allen film, which was yeah. one of the few things we were like completists on, because it was a terrible video store. We're yeah. in a terrible video store. <laughs> but I decided to, like, I was like, I'd seen this or that, and I decided just to over the course of two weeks to watch everything from Take the Money and Run mm. all the way through, I think at that time was like Alice or September or sure. one of those, his super boring phase. Right. Like, uh, oh, September, is September. September is my least favorite. Oh. Yeah. And Alice is down there. But what a fascinating progression as oh, yeah. an artist. Totally. And then his black and white phase and then his stuff's yeah. being shot by like Gordon Willis. And, yeah, oh, the Gordon just... Willis. I mean, I don't know if there's a is it, there's a prettier movie than Manhattan. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty it's, amazing. It's hard, to, it's hard to beat that. But yeah, and then, and then the late career resurgence I always oh, found I which know. is so so cool and there's even a mid-career too with like Manhattan murder mystery totally. and all that sort of stuff bullets over Broadway which is like a second wacky phase yeah. but with it you know, and so then that ends and then now we yeah. have this new one where he's like European cities well and, I think it was like Chris Rock who's a huge uh, Woody Allen fan he's spoken a lot about it and I always just love his quote of, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing but he's like how many people are good for a year <laughs> you know like how many people <laughs> yeah. are good for five years you got a guy who is arguably good for five 45 years. Yeah. And, you know. and the only dip was because people were like, well, I don't like that he's married to his stepdaughter, but yeah, that, that doesn't make deal. husbands and wives a non-masterpiece. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that was uh, the year I worked in a movie theater and we got husbands and wives yeah. and nobody wanted to go see it because he was in the papers and stuff. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're like, this might be his best movie. Yeah. This movie's amazing. <laughs> if we're going to put a magnifying glass on all artists, oh, yeah. <laughs> most everyone's in trouble. <laughs> Did the year Mira Sorvino won the Oscar? That was 95. Oh, yeah. Mighty Aphrodite. Nobody's yeah. ever yeah. seen that movie. Should have gone to Judy Davis for her husbands and wives. Man, uh, she was good oh in that movie. God, was she phenomenal. Yeah. She's just fantastic yeah, in everything. Yeah, great but, in a lot of things. Wait, that year, but, two Woody Allen movies had no, no, the best? No, that was 90. 
two. Oh wait, actually. so then it must have been. I was going to say Monday I'm after thinking, Daddy would be uh, a different I'm, year. It was it was the time they were awarding the prettiest girl in the room with this. Right. So I think it was the Marissa Tomei year, perhaps. Okay. Oh, 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 sure. It should have like, gone to Judy Davis. So yeah, good got call. Got it. Yeah. yeah, the two Woody movies wouldn't have gone up against one another. Although you but, never know. And with then him. He, maybe he did do two in a, <laughs> in a year true. at one point. And then for years he used to do one complete movie that would get all the press, and then he would do like uh, uh, a movie that nobody's ever Nobody. seen. Nobody. Yeah. 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 That's what I find fascinating about his career. I mean, just as just from from a, a writing standpoint, from an artistic standpoint, is just you uh, you can see that he obviously doesn't care <laughs> what yeah. people think. Yeah. He's working out his own thing, which I guess is the true definition of an artist is like, hey, here it is. <laughs> and I also like that he, he his goal is to make a movie a year. So, all right, one of them's celebrity and nobody I, I you <laughs> yeah. tell Woody doesn't even give a shit about yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like, <laughs> this this is <laughs> there it is. Whatever. Well, I had to make a movie this year. Next year will be my good one. That's what came out, okay? <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth Bronick hadn't done an impersonation of me yet. Yeah, so, uh, I know. Oh, that's uh, the worst. I that's... heard that story that he came up to him like after two weeks of shooting. This is how much like Woody knowledge I have is that he, he it was the only guy he came up to after like two weeks of shooting. was like, uh, it occurs to me you're you're doing me. And Kenneth, and Kenneth Brown was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I came up with this character, and Woody's like, uh, "Okay, like it's kind of oh, like wow. bailed on the movie. Let's after finish that. the movie like, anyway. Yeah, let's just get this. I done. wouldn't think Woody would be cognizant of when people are doing him because so many of his leads do. Right, right. but that one was, was over yeah, the Cusack, top. Yeah. Like that, oh, the Branagh so... one was shameless. Yeah, because it's Branagh. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. Branagh's doing Woody, it's very obvious that very this obvious. very gravitas British actor he could be just doing a British accent. Instead, he chose to go. Yeah. Uh, now you were at Second City Vegas, correct? True? Yes, yeah, yeah. That was that was a that was a trip. I saw How a long did you live in there. Vegas? Yeah, a uh, year and a half. Oh, that's crazy. Which, which in it's like dog years. Which in real time, that's like forty years. Yeah, it ages <laughs> you. It ages you like a, a decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, like a weekend in Vegas is long, you know. Yeah. And and, uh, and I think walking down Hollywood Boulevard is obnoxious. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, you walk down nothing compared to it. <clears throat> honestly, I mean, it, the, the I love the whole experience, top to bottom. Yeah. I I, I thought I I just. I'm a night person. Also, I don't gamble, so all the vice and, yeah. and and I don't really drink. So I so all the vices that would have held me up, there was no problem. I just love going down. Like we lived five minute walk from the strip, yeah. right behind the flamingo. So I would just walk up to the strip after, you know, and after a show, I would just go out there and just watch, and it was just fascinating. I'm the same way. It, I yeah. love that. Fascinating. Find yourself at 4 a.m. on one of the bridges in front of the Venetian. Yes. And just see what's going on. Yeah. And there will be something going <laughs> Some on. Shit going down. There's something always going on. And our schedules were flipped. We went to bed at like eight in the morning. Oh, wow. and it was just crazy. It was a nutty. Did you work with Mike Lucas? Uh, no, he was before me. Before, that's the show yeah. I saw. You had yeah. a great crew you work with. Weren't you with Sudeikis? And I actually replaced Sudeikis, K- but oh, I did okay. play with him when he came back. He, pl- he came back for some shows, um, I believe. And I know I played with him. I don't know. I feel like I did a little jag with him. But Kay Cannon, yeah, Kay Cannon. Uh, who's doing great now, it was in the cast. Um, Seamus McCarthy, who's hilarious. And Holly uh, Walker, who's also funny. I'm trying to think who else was. Joe Kelly, who went on to write for SNL and How I Met Your Mother and all these other shows. Um it was just awesome. It was just like a, it K was, from Thirty Rock. K, 30 K, I'm Rock. sorry, K. For who, anybody who doesn't and wrote Pitch Perfect one and two. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, and Pitch Perfect two is coming out in May. I just saw a cut of it, and it's oh, it's sweet. really fun. Yeah, it's really so cool. Good for her. Yeah, yeah but we have a Hollywood insider with it. <laughs> <laughs> all the dudes. Cuts. Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great time. Vegas was cool, and from a performing. Uh, standpoint it was just like what i liked about it and what people didn't like about it was that it was always like playing in a, an away game 
when I mean that, like you, you're playing to the to the family from Ohio next to the guy with a hooker next to the German tourists <laughs> next to the bachelor party, and it's like if you could find a something that all of them might like, yeah. you win. You know, that makes you a better yeah, that's performance. A that's your Beatles thousand that's a, that's hours, a, right? That's a hard middle. That's a hard fastball to hit, but yeah, it was cool. It was fun. You can handle any audience to this yeah, day. True, true. And now the big show is Delicious Moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah or yeah. is it a show, or is it the team? It's 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 Ithamar and I. I mean, it's basically I don't know even know what to call it. I mean, we've done written shows that we say Delicious Moments presents, and then the title of the oh, show. Oh yeah, you did a sketch show and a puppet show. We and, did. Uh, yeah, we did a we did a sitcom, a live sitcom on stage that we wrote. We also did um, sort of like a an. A Los Angeles Hollywood review that yes, was fun. Yes, and, uh, yeah. The history of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It was like we called it that showbiz us. <laughs> like, like not even it said was, correctly. I, I gotta tell you. Okay, I'm a huge fan of Delicious Moments, Thanks. and for anybody who's listening and isn't in Los Angeles, okay, I know you've been to some shitty improv shows, but <laughs> if you want to see the one that's not a bunch of people fumfering around for lines and clearly, you know, do, you know, the, everybody's been to that horrible improv show. <laughs> this is the anti that. Oh, thanks. Because it's uh, it's master game. Gamesmanship and it's oh. funny to watch you two try and trip each other up and uh yeah it's just stream of conscious and and uh ithamar and i did second city together and and we just uh, when we were doing second city and doing that type of comedy we started doing like we just noticed ourselves sort of like growing into each other and each other's sense of humor and uh would always just uh just be a little i don't know our, our humor never really fit at second city together yeah but it, it works in this show it's the closest thing i've seen to uh kids in a playground <laughs> like that, like if, if when you were a kid and on the playground, someone's like, let's play. That meant something to you. You're like, OK. And yeah. all of a sudden play is just happening. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys aren't just yes. And you're like, yes, and yes. this and this. <laughs> when, yeah. When Ithmar was in here, he said the best compliment he got was when a guy said, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, but I, I remember it. that show. <laughs> yeah. A guy was laughing hysterically and at the same time was going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so I was like, that, I don't. That's pretty, pretty good reaction. Yeah. The only thing we've ever said to each other about the show and people think we plan it or we talk to each other beforehand it's just not true we uh, we we've only said that everything is correct whatever happens is correct mm -hmm. which i think is what true improv should be and i think you know sometimes when you go to school for improv they go yeah everything's correct well they don't say everything's correct but they go you can't do this you can't do that you can't do that and then yeah. what happens is you get a lot of parameters and then yeah. scenes people get scared that's you know? why you end up at that improv show where people are kind of like yes. um okay uh we're here yeah we're yeah yeah this. am i supposed um, to do this is this yeah yeah and and so it, he's just pure fun and as you guys you had him in here i mean he's just hilarious and do you teach I I have taught I haven't taught in a while because I wondered if do you bring that philosophy in the room or just I, I got go, asked that mm. before I I I haven't. Uh I don't do that, and I do that for. Uh, um, we've had people go, "What's the form?" And mm. it's it, it doesn't. I wouldn't even know how to teach it. I don't mean that in a pretentious way. It's just like I have no. I, I literally would have no idea how to how to describe it because yeah. it's it's really just the chemistry of us together. You love it or hate it, it just is what it is. And so it'd be weird for me. It'd be more pretentious for me to go, you know, here's how, here's you, do here how you do this. It's like I have no idea. Here's how you do me. Yeah, exactly. Here's how you do this play. You know, so. Yeah, and also uh, I wanted to uh, get into a story. You had a very interesting uh, time uh, connecting with uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, I think yeah. uh, everybody that uh, you know is, pays any attention to comedy, and I think the reason we ended up at Second City to some degree sure. uh, is because of Saturday Night Live. You grew up watching that, and you realize a lot of these people come from there and stuff like that. Totally. So that's like this like giant lofty thing, and you actually kind of uh, had touched, <laughs> touched the ceiling touched a little it. bit, right? <laughs> touched it, and then came crashing down. No, no, uh, no, no. It was last year. Yeah, last year when they were casting, um, I wasn't even going to audition, but they came out here 
they were, they had some auditions. My friend said, well, you should do it, you know, and I had sort of like hadn't thought about SNL in, in a few years. And uh, I said, well, I'll do it. I'll put together five minutes, but only if it makes me laugh. I don't really care about the show. And so I came in it w- into it with that um, with that attitude. And I and, uh, did the show. Lauren, I did the show for producers out here. Lauren came, flew out out here, did 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 my five minutes for him. He apparently really liked it. They flew me out to New York, uh, did the audition on at 8H where you go up on stage and oh, wow. and do the whole thing and they're all there and I felt like and again I was just doing I, I, I was like there's no way this is going <laughs> to be on the show because it's just making me laugh um, and of course they tell you the whole they're like you know nobody laughs don't worry about it you know yeah, like everyone thinks yeah. that you're so nervous and I so wasn't, and I think, yeah. and I even had the uh, the stage manager be like, "You're so calm. What's going on?" And I was like, "I I'm just gonna go and have fun." Where's your props? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you sweating? Why aren't you in the corner going, "Ah, bye, bye, bye." Many mumbling mice, you know, like you see. <laughs> so I, was, I I went up there and I did that, and it was so funny because I did the five minutes up there, and you and and everyone also tells you like, "Oh, you can't see him. Don't worry about that. You don't see anybody." And of course, you look out, you can see everybody. You see every single person. So I went up there and I did the thing and and I started getting like some laughs and I was totally shocked by that. Uh, so I felt really comfortable and and one one thing one bit I did I don't even remember the bit but the crew the crew laughed you could hear them like in the like uh, behind the cameras and I go oh they love it you know like, I was just so like relaxed so I was like I'm gonna peek a look at now, what type of what type of act did you put together for something like that it was it, you know speaking of delicious it was very deliciousy it was just sort of like a very stream of conscious it was like the meta version of a of a SNL of an ah, SNL audition that's perfect <laughs> yes so it was like yeah oh, I think I did something that Lauren said he really loved which was a uh, hotshot eighties lawyer. <laughs> So it's just this guy like you think is going to go on. The, uh, it's him like doing his closing remarks. And he's like, we got three witnesses. And he's like, you know, got his collar popped and everything. Yeah. And then he as he's doing his big, you know, sort of like dramatic uh, build up, he hits his elbow and it hits his funny bone. <laughs> so I just spent the rest of the thing going, oh, my funny bone. <laughs> And it's just me, like, really, like, genuinely, people, some people thought, like, I had hurt my funny bone. And I'm like, ah! And, then, and like, I, I looked at Lauren during that, actually, that was the bit. I was like, I just want to see what he's thinking yeah. of this. And he was, this won't work for the podcast, but he was, he has a monitor right by him. And I, I was like, I just want to see what he thinks after this. And he was like this. <laughs> he was like awesome. a little kid. And I was like, oh, that's great. So, anyway, long story short, I did that. And they don't, you don't know if you're going to stay they ended up calling me that night. They're like, "Stay for a few more days. We want to, you know, talk with you." And and then I found out I was meeting with Lauren. I did the one-on-one. Oh wow! Which was the coolest thing. Even though I didn't get the job, it was the Great coolest life experience. It right? was really the coolest you went, thing. You went up to that level. I went up to that level, and he he was like, uh, "I just want to let you know, you're just you're just really funny." And, uh, and he's like, "You have an ease with the audience," and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Right now? He is Doctor Evil. He really is. <laughs> and when you meet him, then you see, you're like, "Oh my God, he, you got the voice." Uh, but the best compliment I, I've I've ever gotten uh, was he said in that meeting. Oh, and that's the other thing. They go, "The meeting lasts ten seconds," because that's like apparently what it's <laughs> usually like. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, okay, uh, whether it's yes or no, you're just like, what happened? But um, my my meeting lasted like 20, 25 minutes. Oh my God. And he just told me how funny I was. He said he goes. Uh, he told me I, I reminded him of a young uh, Phil Hartman, oh, which I was like, I don't know if that's there's great. anything better. And he goes, you're like a young Phil Hartman. You're like a Danny Aykroyd. 
Like oh. a oh shit. Yeah, and the they best said, ever. Because, how do you not walk out of that room thinking I'm set, I've got it, we're done. <laughs> well, that's the done. thing is, I think I'm buying a house. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna buy a house. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I, I, to tell you truthfully, I, I didn't ever think that was ever going to happen. Yeah. I don't know how, how to describe Probably it. Probably the best the way to do it. Yeah. Really, is go, and so, this is never going to happen. I'm going to do whatever It's never going to happen. I mean, I, you know, honestly, when I walked out of that meeting, I was like, I never, like, so I just kind of like waited around and then they kept me around for a couple more days. That's when I was like, I, maybe I'll get this. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then they said, well, Lauren's not going to make any decisions till, and sure enough, so we all went home. There was only a few of us left and I, of the people they hired last year, I was the only one that didn't get hired. Uh. But he had said that it, they weren't hiring my type at that white point. White male. White male. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you that. may have been, yeah, you may have been. In, I mean, it's true. I, yeah, it's true. I, I oh, now, now, when you I leave, don't. just so you know, your car is probably going to be towed. This is how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so are you on some sort of short list, we would hope? I, honestly, I have no, I, I, they, they leave you completely in the dark. Completely so in the dark. So how long did this whole thing take? You're out there a week? I was out there almost a week. Yeah, they and they just them. they put you up at some joint, and they're like, uh... yeah, they have a place where they put up everybody like who comes into town just for short stays, right, right across from you know Thirty Rock there. And no, I, I honestly don't. I think it's done. I think that's it because you know they've just gone through this season, and it's just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea. And you know, this year when they started up, they're like. Uh, my agents had contacted them and, and they're like, we love Brian. Like all the casting director said that. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's what you hear from everybody who's either tried and not gotten on the show or been on the show. And like, like I never knew I was fired. No one oh, ever said yeah. anything. Like you just never hear yeah. one way or another. It was just a really cool, it was a really cool experience. And that is awesome. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was something put, the, else. put that one in the life book. Yeah. Did right? that. Yeah. I was Did like, that. Moving Michaels. on. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty Would cool. you want the job? Uh, I'd take the job, for sure. I know you can get the job, but can you do the job? Oh, could I? T- That's <laughs> Lee has lapsed into like Joe versus the Volcano. Joe versus the Volcano. Because honestly, the, the more I, I recognize that, yeah. the more I learn about SNL, and not not that I would even ever be anywhere near it. Um, it doesn't sound like it's a fun, good place. Right. Well, you hear those stories. You hear those like, yeah. oh, it, was the, it was the worst part of my life. And then you hear other people going like, I had a ball. It was like high school. It's like, I never hear that story. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, those are usually the people like Will Ferrell. It's like, yeah. I had a great time. I don't know what everybody's talking about. It's like, yeah, I know, because you're the biggest comedy star. <laughs> I want to know what Tim Meadows thinks. <laughs> well, yeah. What Melanie Hutzel thinking? <laughs> I would love to hear that story. The one conversation I had with uh, Seth about it, mm-hmm. uh, Seth Myers, and this is a long, long time ago, and so he was only like, uh, you know, he might have already gotten the news desk. Okay. Uh, the, the, and I was just like, you know, what's it like? Because I kind of asked the same thing we're asking here, which is like, ah, I heard there's all these, you know, politics and it's really tough. Yeah. And he's like, that's the job. Sure. The job that. is everybody wants to get their jokes out. Everybody wants to, you know, has to act this way to Lorne and get in his good graces. But that's the that's job. The job yeah. That's the job you got. So go do that job really well. And that's what he's like. He's like, your job isn't just like art, art, art. Right. I'm creating art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, no, no. Your job is you're in the system. You're doing this thing. You have to play this way to get that person's favor. You have to play this way. To, but that's the job. Well, so totally I'm just doing sense. the job. And everybody else bitches about the job that they worked so hard to get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's only, I think that is true, really. Really, don't you think that's kind of true anywhere? Anywhere, well, that's my, right? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah well, that's my is, question. My yeah, question is, places? do you really want that job? Do I really want that job? Yeah. Do you, the job Adam well, just no, described, which is what it is. I think you just said you're going to get that job no matter what. If you're making a movie, that's right, part exactly, of the job, yeah. right? In yeah, the yeah. entertainment. Yeah, that yeah. is. I mean, I've never really, and the same thing applied with, uh, just to go off of that, when I was at Second City, you'd hear people all the time, ah, this and that, and the producer oh, said yeah. this, and the show is this, and I never got involved in that because it's like, you, the, you knew what this was. Yeah. This is this mm-hmm. is a theater. 
this is this is you're not do you think we're all just like you know like smoking weed and saying like whatever happens it's like yeah. <laughs> it's a business yes you know? and, it's a huge man. business yeah yeah and how so, do you make a, how do you make an actor complain Give him a job. Give him a job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I never bought into that. I just was like, that. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I agree with Seth. Yeah, if only I were a factory worker where everything's fine. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's lording over you and nobody's telling you what to do. Those luxurious. <laughs> My favorite of all time in SNL is Aykroyd. Uh, do mm. you have a favorite? Oh, man. He's fantastic. Oh, God. There's Jeez. so many. Um, you know who I just think was uh, built for the show was Kristen Wick. I just don't know if there was anyone that was, I mean, built for the show yeah you're right you know what i mean where you're, where you're like but 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 honestly the reason why that compliment meant so much to me was that there, i don't know if there's anyone that would ever get past as far as favorites go phil hartman for me yeah, yeah. i just don't know if there's anybody i had a, a, a just a real quick interesting uh, how things sort of come full circle is my very first well before miss congeniality too i think i was still in school i was an extra uh on news radio Oh yeah. wow! And it was their it was their uh, season finale, and it was their last season with Phil. Although of course they didn't know it. Oh, and man. my friend and I were extras, and we went to the rap party because it was the last one. And Phil said to me and my friend, "Oh, you guys want to do this?" And we're like, "Yeah." And he was <clears throat> he was uh, I was actually in film. I think I was in film school at the time. Maybe I don't remember what what year it was. I would have to look it up. But uh, terribly, uh, sadly, but uh, he goes, "I'm going to be watching out for you." To me, I swear oh, to God. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> it was just eerie that wording, but yeah. we never forget it. My friend Tony and I, Ugh. and so yeah, so, so cool. yeah, and and he was my favorite at that time, and and I think is my favorite. You talk about a guy overall. built for SNL. Yeah, I was just about to say he's shit, that longevity. They called him Glue. Did you? Yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. Heard it's that. just because. And Bill McNeil was one of my favorite TV characters. On oh my news radio. God. Just there's so many layers to that, and it's just so genius. The Kane episode alone. <laughs> Should be I Emmy. Own the, I own the, the whole one? series. He gets a cane. Bill McNeil gets a cane. Oh, just yes. imagine what happens <laughs> yes. now that Bill McNeil has a cane. And you know he's just gonna make it gold. <laughs> you just know with that yes. talent, that's oh. all you need to do. Yeah, no, he can sell anything. Yeah, right? yeah. When you go back and look at those old sketches, it, it's just more apparent, I think, than ever that that was yeah. that was Sinatra. the dude. Yeah. That was the dude. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> oh my god, my favorite. <laughs> by, my favorite SNL writer of all time, Jack Handy. Which uh, uh. he wrote, uh, uh, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, and uh, one, wrote the funniest uh, novel I've ever read, too. Which he, one is that? It's called The Stench of Honolulu. It came out, uh, <laughs> came, came out about a year ago, two years ago. It, do yourself a favor. Even if you're not an avid reader, It, I, I don't know Jack Handy. This is not a plug uh, the, other than... The, yeah, we it, had a Deep Thoughts had, calendar in our... Oh. In our that that's yeah, he has me that book had me in tears like i woke up people in the house i was laughing so hard. Yeah. that's amazing all right let's get on to uh cool. what we like to call around here what did you see this week now karen and i of course were in rough climate back in the midwest chicago so did, chicago indiana and wallbash indiana, indiana. <laughs> <laughs> um so we didn't see anything even in the plane we were flying southwest so we didn't get anything uh so what'd you guys see well i saw something that's in the theaters i don't know how much we can talk about but i saw birdman oh yeah oh, yeah. Sweet. oh i love yeah. that god yeah. i gotta see that yeah yeah, yeah I, I saw that while it's yeah. still playing at the dome i think i better go see it tomorrow or yeah oh, interstellar is gonna open yeah interstellar will be at the dome so yeah. i better go tomorrow the other thing that we could maybe talk about is uh blue velvet 
which I rewatched oh, on wonderful. Halloween. Yeah, I us- usually watch The Shining on Halloween, and instead I watched Blue Velvet. I shook oh. it up this year. That's great. I have a whole bunch of Halloween traditions too. Yeah, yeah Blue yeah. Velvet's a good one. The Shining yeah. was actually playing in a theater down the street from me, oh, really? and I was so tempted to go see it, but that's, that's what we a good did one last to see year. In the theater. Yeah. 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 So good. What an immersive. That, that's movie. your annual Halloween. That's my annual go-to. Halloween. I, 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 again, going back to Kubrick. I just, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's mesmerizing. That whole, that whole movie for me is. I don't know. I can't. I can't watch it enough. Yeah. yeah. I just can't. Well, I love putting things on for Halloween that have this sort of atmosphere. So they sort of set the room mm-hmm. in a certain way. Like sure. I like old dark house movies and stuff like that, and lots of lightning and things. Nice. But that one's just got that yeah. creepiness going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've set the tone. And what'd you think of Birdman? I loved it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan. Right. Yeah. I know and it's so exciting. It's so exciting Does because it? honestly, I've had like over the last several years, I've been like sad about right. it. I'm like, where are you? I know. Are you? And yes. then you get kind of mad when Birdman's over. You're like, yes. Where have you been? Like, <laughs> why did we have seven, eight years or whatever without a lead? I loved substantial him, role. Him pop up in the other guys. Yes, that uh, was a oh, treat. So great. A huge uh, treat. And he's just, and it's just like uh, you know, it's like. Well, what a smart choice to put one of the funniest guys ever oh. in your movie that nobody's putting in funny movies. <laughs> and a guy where you're just like, there's no other person with that uh, that style of acting. I don't know. I know right? You can't really compare him to no, And it's on full display. Oh, and they're talking yeah. Oscar. I'm like, good. Oh, good. They're talking yeah. Oscar, and he didn't have to change. He didn't have to come out and be no. like, sick guy or whatever. He's doing the Michael Keaton. He's got the patter going. He's got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like, and it's him, and it's, it's like, and, and I think oh, he's so Oscar excited. bound, which yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah, That's wonderful. I love all the other artistic aspects about that. Like, I was going to see that to begin with, mm-hmm. because it's Michael Keaton playing someone who used to play a superhero, and yeah. now he's trying to, I mean, I'm okay. You know, the, the, the big themes, I'm getting, I'm buying it. Sure, yeah, I mean, sure. but then I found out it was one take, and then I found out about the jazz soundtrack, yeah. and I found out all this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, they're yeah. just like piling on these sort of artistry. <laughs> yeah, and I was already going to see it because it's Michael Keaton playing a superhero. Uh, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you got me. You had me at hello. You had me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Which has never happened. Wait, it has happened before. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Twice. But Maybe. speaking of Halloween, I uh, my annual Halloween is Ed Wood. Yeah, Ed Wood. Ah, and I will watch. I actually will only watch it once a year because I. I I don't want to wear it out. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. for me it's like In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> some people can go and just get In-N-Out Burger for lunch. It's an event. Oh, yeah. sure. You got to I got to set some time aside. I got to prepare. I got to empty, you know, the stomach. So I we were talking earlier, but I, there's a line in there that I never caught before. And that's what I love <laughs> about watching this movie where he goes into Mr. Weiss after being rejected and he goes back to Mr. Weiss and he says, "You know, Mr. Weiss, I've been thinking about how you said your movies need to make a profit." <laughs> Oh, yes, those types of movies. Those are the movies you make. But then the other thing I I watched this week was First Blood. Oh, my gosh. For Halloween? You watched that this week? Yeah, it was just on TBS. Okay. And um, (laughs) again, Karen, you know this about me. I love when when I discover how simple a movie is. There's maybe three locations on that. It's mostly in the woods. And he's low budget. The first. 30 minutes, I think he says three lines. Yeah. yeah. I watched it about two years much. ago. Right? And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, not until he gets into the woods. He doesn't even speak when he's in the woods. Yeah. And, and then Richard Crenna comes in and gives that speech. Oh, it it's is. over, Johnny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before no, that, no, when he I'm comes here in to save him. Oh, you have to from save him from yeah. you. Oh, that save speech, you from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That is. If you're gonna go up against when he's talking. Yes, it's so heavy. Oh my god, and it's so heavy-handed and so stilted, but it's so great. But it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you know, you know. Later on, Hollywood said, "All right, Richard, we're thinking of making a Rambo." I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> two. My I was going to say clear. two, three. I'm in for three. Yeah, we doing three yet? We haven't made two. I'm it's in. A, it's a great simple movie. It's got that great um, gritty, gritty, look. gritty. Yes, yeah. that great gritty look. Yeah, uh, it's shot like in Seattle, and they don't turn on a light for nope. that movie. No, <laughs> it's just overcast. Here comes the clouds. Yeah. Look at yep. that. Got some yeah. clouds. Too bad. Shoot through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, and he's this—he's this great character. I really, really. Yeah, that first it. one is so different from the second one oh, yeah. and the third one. Well, because the first one, all they really embellished on was how he was going to knock someone out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then as they went on, they're like, "How can he blow up everyone in different ways?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much happened to Stallone in between the shooting of First Blood and the shooting of yeah. First Blood Part 2. I mean, but in between there, I believe it was like Rocky Four, and sure. he became this sort of like much more Stallone-y, <laughs> yeah. say, gotta save Earth from Russia. Totally. <laughs> but that first one, my friend and I were talking about First Blood, it was just like, it really is just about, you know, the stunt coordinator was like, I could also show you how to do a roundhouse. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. How I'm going to beat this guy up. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. I watched every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Whoa. Uh, for Halloween. There are uh, seven or eight. Oh, and then there's God. Freddy versus Jason, so I watched nine, I believe. Now, were these given your You're full attention, or were they just on? No, no, no. They were given my full attention. Oh, wow. Uh, man. Yeah, I haven't seen them in a long time, and I'm a big Halloween movie programmer. You know, I, Usually I'll watch, like someone gave me uh, uh, for a gift, like they got it as a promotion, and they were like, I'm not going to do anything with this. They gave me every Friday the 13th movie on, on Blu-ray. Uh, so last year was like, oh, Friday the 13th. And, those, and, and, and it's just, I love a rushed sequel, <laughs> because I just love rushed, ill-thought-out mythology that is then tried to be sewn in later, and then they try to be consistently a little bit, but then, but then they've got to make a movie a year, so yeah. we don't have a whole lot of time to think this out. I mean, it really is what's going on in those movies. Awesome. But Nightmare on Elm Street has this, uh, and, and I really, I could, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about some of these because Michael Myers, the Halloween. I mean, what ill thought out mythology? And then they take ten years off, and then they do another one, and then they do like three. They shoot at the same time, and it's just crazy. <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre is the most like uh, the sequels to that were just like I just like they, it's like they didn't even watch the first one. <laughs> They're like, I, I kind of know what it's about. There's a chainsaw. We're good. Which is funny. The documentary for Nightmare on Elm Street 2, he says that. Really? Yeah, he goes, I didn't really see the first one, but I, I knew what it was about. You know, like, <laughs> and the second one is the biggest piece of crap. But The second Nightmare? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. If, three Dream Warriors? Three is Dream Warriors, and where Wes Craven comes back and does the story for that one. But the second one, he, like, looked at the script, and he goes, this is terrible. And he goes, and they didn't take my advice, and off they went. <laughs> what's, the, what's the subtitle for that one? The second one is Freddy's Revenge. That's I mean, it, yeah. what a slasher title <laughs> for your movie. I mean, you've got title before you have uh, anything. <laughs> for that one and that's the one where the lead is gay he later came out as gay mm. and there I found out in there's a there's a documentary on uh, Netflix right now which you should you should check out uh, first of all it's very interesting how the first one came about and it's Wes Craven he's kind of a modern master uh, and uh, but the second one I didn't realize because I didn't watch it in years because it was just a terrible one and and a lot of these I'd only seen one or two times it turns out it was kind of that's why I wanted to watch them all this Halloween and and uh, so the production designer is gay the main actor is gay the the, the writer uh, started with a gay subtext to it but thought he had written it out but it, but it, it emerges 
a lot, and a lot. it is the homosexual uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It, to the degree, it's it's actually kind of a radical document. Like when you consider the standard interactions of horror movies, where a girl might need a guy, or the girl is the last one standing. In this one, it's a guy, and he consults another guy as, as to to help him through this, and something's trying to get out of him because Freddy's mm. trying to take over his body, <laughs> and something is inside of him that he can't get out, and it's torturing him, and then finally he becomes his full potential. Oh. I mean, it's like wow. kind of a radical document. It's wow. kind of interesting. Yeah, wow. it's kind of fascinating. But what's really fascinating when you watch the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, I think it's called Never Sleep Again. No, Nobody caught that all these things were gay. He has a gym teacher which tortures him, and in the dream, Freddy, or the kid, Freddy, ties him up and whips his butt with towels. Oh. Like, magic towels fly off the wall, and and... There's a there's a rack of nothing but balls and he's constantly getting hit in the face with balls. It's insane. And what's he gives him a blowjob. And then he gives him a blowjob. Someone saw that and went, we got a room two thirty seven, these nightmare on Elm Street movies. <laughs> And All the right. others are fine. Actually, Wes Craven's New Nightmare is the one I'd suggest. That's that's the precursor to Scream, where Wes yeah. Craven comes back to the series after six movies, yeah. and and, and then uh, does the thing where the cast of the original is being haunted by Freddy, and he and and when when Heather Langenkamp visits with Wes Craven, he says he says I, I started having nightmares again, so I'm writing a script. And there's a great scene when she visits with him, and when she they have a conversation, and then she leaves the room. And then their, he goes, she cuts to his uh, computer screen, and their conversation was the screenplay he was just writing. Uh, it's bum, such bum, a good bum, bum, bum. <laughs> But anyway, it's like it's like Scream. It turns the genre inside out. It's That's pretty cool. fun. If I were to make a movie making fun of gay subtext, I'd have a scene where a guy gets hit in the face with balls. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign on his door that says, no girls allowed. <laughs> Because I guess that's a teen rebellion <laughs> when, thing. When Freddy's throwing his balls in his face, does he go, you love it? <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> All right, now let's, oh, was there any other movies uh, seen this week? All right, good. Then let's get on to the, uh, the way we end every show with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen, did you write yourself a monologue? I did. Here we go. All right. Would you like a lozenge? <laughs> I'm going to muscle through this. Uh, I do want to warn you that I wrote this while I was in Indiana and there wasn't a lot of internet, so this is a lot of just my thoughts on things. Ah. <laughs> Can't look it up. Hey, man. Pretty internet. Uh, That's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off our week of birthday by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Matthew McConaughey. Hey. All right, all right, all right. All right. Topical. Let's continue. He turns 45, but can play anywhere from he who was laughed at so he who's doing the laughing now. Mm-hmm. His new movie, Interstellar, is going to be opening this week about space travel and saving the world. Two things that are not my go-to criteria for seeing a movie, yet I'm oddly interested. Probably because Matthew McConaughey. I like his cute little Texas draw. And this is really strange, but he kind of reminds me of a young George Bush, the, the junior. Yeah. Yeah. Looking he does, wise, right? Looking, yeah. He's, he sounds like him, sort of looks like him. He would play him, I think. But the only difference is he's, of course, sexy, moodier, and a lot more profound. But yeah. but when he talks, his slowness, everything reminds and me of And We Are Bush. Marshall. He totally reminds me of... Oh, I have to write of, that on my list of movies. Yeah. It's a better, it's a better that, foreign policy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that's not great, We Are Marshall, and then, but the end still worked on me somehow. It, 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 you, with, your, with your voice, it sounded yes. like you said he has the cutest sexist drawl. I thought that was sexist drawl. He could really kind of tell you you shouldn't make much money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, I was thinking Women. about... Um, well, this is kind of good that you're here because I was thinking about a movie that I would like to see made. And I thought it would be kind of cool if I could have my perfect 
perfect movie. It would be Matthew McConaughey starring as a man who runs a puppy rescue. And then Sandra Bullock shows up in this town. But sadly, she was recently widowed from her first husband, played by Colin Firth. So there's a lot of like really lovable flashbacky things where he just sort of died in an accident. So he loved her, but then he had to like, you know, die. And then um, we get to still see him like having making love to her. But then she has this wacky neighbor played by Bill Murray, who's like, you need to find a friend. And she's like, oh, I'll go get a dog. So she goes and gets a dog <laughs> from Matthew McConaughey. Who not only then she finds her best friend, but then he follows her home. Now that was with Aww. no internet. You came no up with internet. that. Karen, right? Karen, internet impressive. not required. That's just how my brain impressive. works. Karen, I have two words for you. Yes. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. Patent um, pending. I, I don't have a great working title. This is just a working title for the okay. movie. It's called the Super Awesome Great Karen Movie. Yeah. So I mean, I'm we can workshop that, but that's pretty good. To it. Thank you. Ring. You know what the movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> we know so, it's going to have dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know it's going to have Colin Firth. Super awesome. <laughs> Super awesome movie. So we're going to have a Kickstarter and then campaign Freddie starting. Freddie Colin Firth's uh, chest. You know, I think it could be gay themes, too, <laughs> for all I care. <laughs> and next up, let's wish a happy birthday to Miss Tilda Swinton, who turns Ooh. 53, but can play anywhere from the White Witch in those Narnia movies to the white bitch in every other movie she does. Snowpiercer! <laughs> so here's a fun little fact that I did get whenever I was looking for a little Tilda information before I got out of range. Before she became famous while studying at Cambridge University, she joined the Communist Party. What? You can't make this stuff up. Interesting. It's perfect. She's isn't Scottish, it? right? Became a commie. And then she became a commie, but she, as she was at Cambridge, and isn't that in England? Yeah. Okay. She lives in Boca. Well, in Europe. What? That's so Tilda That's of her, so though. so Tilda. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, I, I just think it's awesome because I think it's almost as if she was doing research for all of the roles that she'd be playing in the future. <laughs> Dictatorial uh, right. so redhead. I find, I find there's something kind of interesting about Tilda Swinton because she can act bitchy and she looks bitchy. So they call a bitchy resting face. Have you ever heard this on sure. the internet? They talk about women who just, their neutral face looks bitchy. Mm. And she has that, which she totally works to her advantage. So I have a quick little game. It's kind of tight. It's, yeah. it's kind of a tight, piercy kind of snow, piercer facey. <laughs> um, he I, loves snow. <laughs> I have a quick little game. This game doesn't really have a right or wrong answer. But I'm going to name a movie. And you tell me if you think that she is relying on her full bitch potential or just her resting bitchy face. Or just face. phoning it in, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Michael Clayton, their Oscar winner for Best Supporting Actress in Michael Clayton. Do you think that she was full on bitchy or yeah. just bitchy resting face? She had to bring the goods to win the Oscar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so she was you actually acting. Showy. Yeah, you gotta be showy. Yeah. How about Snowpiercer? Because she was not always doing much. She has a, uh, an odd affect in that one that's not really, like, crazed. She's just, like, character type. So I'd say bit resting and At bitchy. one point, she kind of cries, right? Remember she, when she's yeah. all like, oh, no, please don't be mean to me, right? Yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. I did not see it, but she plays the White Witch. Mm, Anybody see that? See that? Mm. I'm sure that's resting. Okay. Yeah, for that production company, resting. <laughs> I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak for America. I saw the first one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moonrise Kingdom. I oh, thought, I lo- I well, that's resting great bitchy. in that. That's resting bitchy, Because though. she's the social services person, yeah, yeah. and she's just evil. Yeah. So you think that's full-on bitch? Or? I think she's not doing anything. I think that's she's bitchy just resting. a lot of looking at them, and you yeah. just know what you're going to get. Yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, Wes Anderson, right? Yeah. You, you can't be over the top in his movies. No. You've got to be... Say your lines fast. And monotone. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be okay. Yeah. You, you, and it will all edit. Yeah, Brian, yeah. you have a very much like um, Ed, what's his face? Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Uh, Edward Norton. Edward, Edward Norton. Not, not honeymoon. Not the honeymooners. Not, not. <laughs> 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 he 
You look like an old black and white dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in his in the Wes Anderson movies, you have kind of that thing oh, going. Cool. You're, I could, you're, you're regal. You're like yeah. Caesar, like a Sid I'm Caesar. Regal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get that and all the time. Lastly, I don't know regal. if you guys know this, but she played opposite Bill Murray in Broken Flowers. Yes, that's true. And oh, she was her? awesome, and she, she was full on fucking crazy ass bitchy. She, she's great in another she's Jim. She's so Jarmusch. pretty in that uh, too. Yeah, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Anybody see that? No. And, and she's in Limits of Control. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really Charles liked Lawrence. her in, in, uh, in I find her Lovers. oddly attractive. And she's yeah. really she's different looking look, in Broken Flowers. Cute. Like I didn't recognize her. She had long brown she hair. Very yeah. 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 You she ever wasn't been uh, attracted to David Bowie? Yes. <laughs> that would explain it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Sam Shepard, who turns oh. 70. But he can play anywhere from the guy who says the words that people put in his mouth to the guy who puts the words in your mouth that you are going to say if you're an actor. Unlike most actors, <laughs> you love it. <laughs> you love it. Unlike most Game actors <laughs> who are high school dropouts and barely can write a tweet, Sam is a well-respected and award-winning playwright. He was a Pulitzer Prize winner for his play *Buried Child*, which Paul and I saw at the Steppenwolf Theater. Yes, it was fantastic. He was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor in his work in *The Right Stuff*, and most recently played mm-hmm. Meryl Streep's husband in *August Osage County*. At the very top of the movie, does a great job. But Lee, I should say yes. Bart. Yes. You know how much I love to hear celebrities sing. It's true. The two yes. things people ask me, tell me th- something about Karen. First of all, yes. she hates sinus infections. I hate it. <laughs> I have a lot of sinus to be infected, <laughs> yes. If you didn't know, if that didn't read <laughs> yeah. through the audio, go to the video. You can tell. Let me pull that curtain back a little bit <laughs> for everybody. You. Going out on a limb. And two, Karen loves to hear celebrities sing. I do, and I especially love to hear celebrities sing that there's no reason they should be singing. <laughs> and so Mr. Sam Shepard, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're going to no hear reason. him croon Sam Hall from Blackthorn Movie. Which I don't even know what Blackthorn movie is, but I was doing some Blackthorn. Yeah, it was a. I, I want to say Based it was on an video HBO game. Sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is some crazy times. So here's a little Sam Shepard to sing for us. Did not expect the ukulele. No, not with Sam Shepard singing. Sam Hall, Sam Hall. My name is Sam Hall, Sam Hall. Is he singing Sambo? No. no. Can't say that anymore. His name is Sam Hall. Sam Hall. Uh, and he does stuff or whatever. So there you go. Uh, this goes on for the- like four minutes. <laughs> my name is... Oh my that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys. On Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys. <laughs> right. Also YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, even LinkedIn, whatever. Thanks to Brian Shortall. Yeah. Where, can we find, and where can we find you? Uh, at Second City. Uh, delicious Moments. If you go to the Second City website, uh, check us out. We're on Tuesdays uh, at 10 p.m. And uh, social media? Uh, social media. You can find me on Twitter at, at Brian Shortall. Um, that's, I don't know. Two L's. Two L's. Short and tall, but with one T, two L's. <laughs> now, and and uh, this will be uh, up tomorrow. Are you at uh, Second City this coming Tuesday or the we Tuesday just, after that? Uh, thank you very much. We just okay. did a Every show last Tuesday. night. Every other Tuesday. You'd have to go on the website. We just did a show. Uh, I have to look at the calendar. Oh, so while Ithmar is doing, Ithmar has nothing to say, Delicious yeah. Moments continues. Delicious Moments Excellent. continues. Okay, Absolutely. Yep. He, he didn't let the, the reviewer from North Carolina go to his head. <laughs> he, I can't <laughs> get I'm him on the phone. Chaplin. Screw you, Brian. Re- return my call. <laughs> delicious, <laughs> the delicious 18th. moment opens with just Brian. <laughs> yeah, just one moment. 
November uh, 18th. Also, yes, thanks thank to uh, yeah. Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week, who says uh, hi, by the way, oh, and hello, uh, that Cheers is filmed before a live studio audience. I, lo- <laughs> I don't know what that means, except Cheers he, is my favorite I, TV show I, of all time. I love that. I love that he said that. He's great. Uh, and remember, you can always find everything we're up to Inside at themovieguys.net. Next week, we'll be back with Dumb and Dumber 2. And a few Oscar contenders in Foxcatcher and Rosewater. And I hope there's time left to talk about Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Ah. I'll make time. We'll see you then.